What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yes. And, Off the uh, back of a long weekend. Yes. And we do not have a national athlete on today's podcast. Oh, yeah. A little bit of... Um, a little bit of shuffling that we're doing with mm, the mm, programming. But right, it will come, it will come. No, no scandals or anything, right? No, yeah, no, yeah, no nothing. scandals. It's just a little internal shuffling on Yala Bats and Internal right? shuffling. And the context, if you're listening to this podcast or this episode for the first time, is that the last episode, we did say that this Monday, our podcast with So Yong, the SEA Games silver medalist, will come out today. Mm. But we it'll come out next week instead. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's right. Uh, and yeah, it's just schedules. Uh, saw some tweaks that needed to be done. Yeah. So here we are recording in our studio. Yes, and it was a bang of an episode, lah. I would say. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you'll have to wait till probably next Monday to a listen. A bang of an episode, lah. Terrence, yeah. what what makes an episode banging, man? Uh, when it makes you feel like banging, uh, like uh, in a fun way, lah. You know, like at a party. Terrence, that's a dead joke, man. Dead joke. I mean banging like you know how people jump around in the mosh pit and they bang to each other that kind of banging you mean like the Blackpink concert <laughs> kind of banging yeah, yeah the banging that goes on at the Blackpink concert at the Blackpink banging. concert in yeah. the mosh pit yeah. but how was your weekend man? Uh, yeah yeah pretty nice long weekend finally didn't feel as hot as it normally does mm. yeah. yeah I think important right like the, the weather has been crazy yeah. yeah how about you? I mean it was still hot but rainy lah yeah 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 I remember there was one time on Sunday when me and my wife, we entered the MRT, it was uh-huh. hot as fuck walking to the MRT station. Uh-huh. Coming out, it was pouring. Coming out, was pouring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, in a span of like 30 minutes. It's one of those like surprised rains, right? Surprised rains, yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Surprised yeah. rains. And very welcome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the weekend was weekend was nice. It's always nice to have Friday as a public holiday or Monday as a public holiday. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Friday feels like Saturday, Saturday feels like Sunday, and then Sunday is like just a bonus. Lah. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. But so, yeah, good. It was felt like a really long, long weekend. Uh. Uh. Like sometimes long weekends just go by like that. But this one, like, there was like uh, action all the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we suck day, you know, road closures, everything. You so feel? it was action-packed for you? No, I'm not say action-packed, la, but it, uh. it just was a, like a proper rest because it wasn't as hot as before. I didn't feel like I was fighting the weather. So the weather really impacts how you see long weekends? Eh? Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it make you feel like I mean, now it's just, it just feels like it's every sometimes. day is hot. Every day is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and it hot. feels like you're getting through getting through a day is just a chore in itself, right? Is it? The heat, nah, the heat, the crazy heat. Yeah, la, the, heat, the heat. But now it almost feels like it's part and parcel, man. Like now walking out, I know I'm going to have that shock of heat in my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, today has been quite chill or better. Mm, yeah, it has. Right, right. It's been okay. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Exciting. <laughs> Three minutes, four minutes <laughs> talking about weather. weather. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the weather report. Yeah. The one social faux pas. Yeah. Faux pas? Faux pas. Faux pas. Yeah. Faux pas. Mm-mm-mm. Don't talk about the weather. Correct. Uh, I mean, we have some topics to talk about. Uh, yeah. But before that, is there anything you'd like to plug, Terrence? Um, I think if you're new here, especially if you're on watching this on YouTube, mm. welcome mm. to Yalabad. But did you know that there's a very, very vibrant community of uh, Yalabad listeners who hang out on Reddit, uh, on the Yalabad subreddit, and they have like very interesting little discussions amongst themselves about topics that we should talk about and res- yeah, and some really interesting responses to stuff that we talk about. Mm. 
mm, right? Mm, mm. Uh, so yeah, I think there might be some people on YouTube who might not even have a Reddit account. Uh, maybe just go and check it out and see if it's something that interests you as well. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, our first our first online community was born on Reddit. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's going to keep keep growing. Keep growing. There are a lot of rumblings about Reddit uh, going to the gutter though. Yeah, because of some some new changes to the API or yeah, some third-party yeah. software kind of thing, right? Because they're going, I think they're trying to IPO. So there's, they're apparently making third-party software developers uh, start to pay to be oh, on the platform. Oh, shit. Which would, yeah, like, a lot of third-party developers probably wouldn't want to pay. Like. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Oh, it's, well. It's it's good while it, while it lasts. Yeah, so while it lasts. just keep using it. Cool, man. Mm. Um, I guess, I mean, speaking of things that, that uh, were good while they lasted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Painful <laughs> one. On, on 1st June, a few days ago, there was a Facebook post by a uh, former WP non NCMP Daniel mm, Go, yeah. uh, that stated that he had been expelled from the party, mm. uh, with a somewhat sarcastic kind of Facebook post that had a picture of the letter he was issued by the Workers Party with, with the important parts kind of uh, uh, redacted, uh, redacted and with a seemingly conscious choice to use blue. Mm. To to block out the tax la. Workers Party Blue. Yeah. Workers Party Blue. Yeah. So this came out first June, before the long weekend. Mm. Um but like when when you saw this, right, did you immediately think, okay, next episode we have to talk about this? Or was it like let's see how it goes, uh, let's see how it goes? Um no, not really. I mean it's it's yeah, he posted something and I I found his post initially I was like trying to understand what he was trying to say because some some funny details. He talks about his kid being mm. the one that received the registered mail on his behalf. Mm. And he says he's very proud of his kid for understanding what's going on. But at the same time, the contents of the letter must essentially are like, yeah, your dad is being expelled from the workers' party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine it being like a easy read for any child to read his father's letters where, you know, the, the correspondence is about his father getting expelled from some organization. La. Yeah. But but he was very, seemed very nonchalant about it and say, oh, you know, good job, you understood the letter. So yeah. I was a little, uh, I was a little puzzled at first about the tone of what he was saying. La, right? It wasn't like outrage or anything, but it was really like, almost like a snarky indifference. Yeah, it was snarky. Yeah. yeah. Snarky. But how about you? Like, how come this like, uh, warmed your, the cockles of your heart when, when you saw this and you felt like you needed to talk about it? Uh, I mean, like, uh, in, in the world of Singapore politics, uh, right now, this seems to be one of the things being discussed, mm, uh, am, mm. am, amongst a few other things. Yeah. But at first, I was thinking, like, oh, this, okay, like, this one party, one member being uh, expelled, mm. who knows what happens. But if you dig, there are actually a few things that came up in the past, which kind of, now is like, oh, mm. it was because of that. La, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I kind of forgot about. La. Yeah. Usually we'd be like, oh, let's wait for more information. But but actually, I think this has been brewing for a while already, la, right? Yes. If correct, anything, correct. it's the combination of a long uh, a long period of brewing. By now, the soup is already like pretty pretty lukewarm already. La. It's no longer <laughs> that hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, what happened, uh, and, I, and he has been public about this also, about the reasons why he was expelled. Mm. Uh, it all goes back a few years ago when the saga of Raisa Khan gripped the nation. Mm. Um, and this was back in 2021. Yeah. There was a committee of privileges that was convened. Uh, a lot of the WP members were grilled. I think mm. Pritam Singh was like nine hours. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And it was revealed that yeah, like Raisa Khan lied multiple times. Mm. Uh, she accepted responsibility. She resigned in November 2021. But Daniel Go, uh, he made quite a few Facebook posts, which yeah. I remember reading at the time, kind of questioning the internal leadership, lah. Mm. Uh, and 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 kind of like requested that they take some responsibility. Um, for, and I quote, allowing the transgression to persist. Yeah. So then in September 2022, like a, a few months later, there was, a, there was a WP disciplinary committee that was formed to look into his Facebook post. Mm. So him being expelled has, has been a few years in the making. Yeah. So yeah. this almost felt like, okay, the committee finally came to a conclusion and they're like, okay, right, see you, see you, dude. Yeah. So... And then now, like, if you look online, there are quite a few people who say, oh, you know, it's fucked up. He, he's someone who had his heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the other school of thought saying that, I mean, he aired the dirty laundry in public. Yeah. So him getting expelled, uh, he deserves it. La. Yes, that's he right. He deserves it. Yeah. But do you have any recollection of the post he made about Raisa Khan back then? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was a very, um, uh, another... Very interesting angle of the whole Raisa Khan incident, mm. uh, especially coming from someone who probably was, you know, one of the, the you know, uh, I think for one point he was like a forerunner for maybe um, the future leadership of the party as well, right? Mm, mm, mm. And uh, eventually, I think he, he stepped back and he, and he, you know, he, like, like he says himself, my retirement from politics is complete. That's how he starts his Facebook post, yeah. which tells you that actually, and, and he had been, Referencing a, referencing a retirement from politics a few times in his previous post before. Mm. So, yeah, it, I, I, I think it for anybody who's been following politics or opposition politics in Singapore, probably it was quite a big deal. And this is quite a big deal that, uh, yeah, we're starting to see even within, you know, the, the opposition party mm. in Singapore, uh, we're starting to see... Uh, more dissension within the ranks or so. Like, yeah. Right? I mean, some context for who Daniel Go is. I mean, if you have heard of him, you know he's a politician, but don't really know his background, right? Um, I mean, he's a sociologist by profession. Um, he started his political career. Uh, he started volunteering in 1988 uh, for WP. Um, then mm. he, no, sorry, he, he attended his first political rally. 2011, he started volunteering. He joined as a member in 2013. He contested in the four-member team of the WP for East Coast GRC in the 2015 election. Mm. His team lost with 39.27% of the votes, but they were the best-performing defeated team. Mm. So he filled the non-constituency member of parliament role mm. uh, because it was turned down by the Pongol East member. So, so he has been involved in parliamentary debates. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2020, he didn't run because of apparent like health reasons. Mm, mm. Uh, then 2021, he had the thing. And I assume if the, the disciplinary committee was convened in 2022, chances are from 2021 to 2022, I can't imagine his time in WP being very, very fun. Mm, mm, so, I mean, he has been in politics for a while. I think now he's a professor at NUS. He has been for a while. Yeah. Um, and I actually got a chance to record a podcast with him. Like we were both guests. Mm. Uh, I can't remember when exactly. Uh, and it was quite like a, a very uh, technical kind of podcast, like the academic approach to politics, which is why I was wondering, oh, how come you get me to speak opposite him? But it was, it was, it was interesting. Like, and he struck me as a nice person. Mm-hmm. But this thing, okay, so the crux of it, right, is that it feels 
he posted something publicly about the inner workings of WP and yeah. now he cannot expel. Yeah. So if I were to ask you, Terence, mm. if you were head of a political party and yeah. someone is questioning your leadership in public, mm. yeah, would you feel compelled that okay, this guy has to go? Um, uh, yes, I would. I would think, especially at this stage when mm. Workers Party is trying to position itself as a you know a strong unit, lah, right? Mm. That can mm. challenge the PAP, that can come up with policies, that can form a shadow government mm. if needed, lah, right? Uh, yeah, then you need really need to have a very tight handle on the, you know, the steering of the ship, right? Mm. People need to see that internally, uh, people can disagree within the ranks, but they respect the overall direction of the whole party as a whole. Mm. So it is, I would say that you do need to show that kind of decisiveness if someone is breaking the ranks and and going rogue la, in some sense mm. with their own views. As much as I want to say, as, as, as an opposition party, you, you would say that, Oh yeah, I want to listen to all views and all that. But within the party, I think there's a reason why they have things like party whips and all that, right? To yeah. make sure everyone toes the same line and says the same thing. Um, but that's it, you know. Uh, it it kind of does run, run counter to what happened with the Raisha kind of incident, right? Mm. Where I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, there, there was a lot said, but uh, the ultimate thing that I got was that uh, it seemed like Workers' Party does allow their different members to hold different views about, about things and to speak their mind about things. Mm. So that that does seem a bit like a contradiction to what I just mentioned about a party needing to to show that there's a lot of unity within but, the party. Well, what do you mean who can, they can hold their opinion and and uh, hold and share different opinions? Uh, if I remember correctly, remember the, the whole debate on, say, Section 377A oh. and the repealing of it? Uh. Pritam Singh lifted he the party whip, lifted right? Lifted the whip. And we uh. did a podcast about that as well where yeah. he said, yeah, you know, we're allowed to, he's going to allow WP members to express, to speak up and express their different, differing views on the topic. Mm-hmm. Right? And there were differing views even within the party, right? Yeah. So that action kind of runs counter to what I just said that they should do if someone speaks up about the party, internal, internal workings of the party, uh. which is that everybody should be having one cohesive united front, la, uh. right? So I'm a bit, uh, in some sense, yeah, la, I'm a bit confused as to what is the the party whip's direction on these but, kind of things. But it's different, right? Because like, let's say, Yalabad, you mm. and I can have different opinions. Yeah. Uh, which is the point of the podcast, la, mm. to have different opinions. Yeah. But if I just post, I'm like, hey, this Terrence uh, is a fucking asshole. La. Every time I ask him to try his new app, mm. he says no. Uh. Uh, and like, I really don't agree with his approach. You know, like AI is coming, we need to evolve, we need to adapt, and this guy doesn't want to adapt. Mm. But it's different, right? Like, I can have my different opinion on a podcast yeah. about the same topic, but if I just post this kind of angry thing. Um, would, would it, is it that different? I guess it's just like, yeah, if you practice, like, so called, you know, they call it what, radical candor, right? Mm. Like, like, Oh, where, radical candor. Sounds like a LinkedIn buzzword. Yeah, it's a LinkedIn. I think you lean in yeah, into the radical like candor. Startups. It's like yeah. radical transparency. And, yeah. and so if on our podcast, the spirit of it is about like, okay, uh, yeah, airing your diff- issues and, and talking about differences and mm. finding common ground between them, right? Mm. Even if you post publicly, but the intention is to, to yeah, hear from the other side also and then find some common ground. Then I would say, yeah, it's kind of in the spirit. Like if I'm allowed to retort back, right, and say, <laughs> yeah, but this fucker, you know, doesn't like also 
them fucking overbearing and then like everything micromanaging own self give own self five and every time we voting for things that uh, kind of thing own self own self praise own self all yeah, that yeah, yeah. they're okay lah but then wouldn't right. you think someone reading both of our posts were like guys uh, we like the podcast <laughs> but both of you got a lot of issues to settle don't you think it reflects on the structure of what the podcast is built on yeah yeah it does it does yeah um but yeah, well, but we're not. We we are not here to project an image of like uh that of being well run, is it? Yeah, perfect. Everything <laughs> is perfect and well run. In fact, if anything, we we talk about the nuances. But but for political party, yeah, there is a the problem of, of the image. Uh. I actually think if we were to post that kind of stuff on on uh publicly, mm. I think it it wouldn't be good for our brand as well mm. because. There's one like part of the product that we have, which is the Yalabad podcast, is all about differing opinions. Yeah. Right? But if we can't even settle our own internal dirty laundry, then it feels like the structure is is a bit is a bit uh, not steady. Mm. It's like if you have a restaurant where you got different dishes, the point is to have different dishes, but if the inner workings, all the chefs want to cook something different and they're not aligned, then it feels like it'd be a bad restaurant. La. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you use the word dirty laundry, la, which yeah. is, yeah, it's a very Asian thing, la, right? Don't yeah. air your dirty laundry in public. Uh, I think uh, in Chinese, the saying is, jia chou bu ke wai yao, uh, which is like, yeah, the ugly stuff at home, don't don't show it in public. La. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think maybe for Daniel Goh's case, la, right? Mm. As much as he says it in the light of like, yeah, I just want to, speak openly about my thoughts because the party means so much to me, right? Mm. Um, within those posts also, he does mention that he, I think also he refused to actually meet with that disciplinary committee, right? Mm. That to be questioned by them and all. So, in some sense, uh, he did not, you know, he did not pursue his, his, um, his grievances within the party first mm. before airing them in public. So maybe that's the problem, lah. Like, like if I wanted to, if we wanted to argue about something, we should argue each other first, lah. Right? Then yeah. if I can't get through to you, then I probably go to your wife. Uh-huh. Then I can't get through to her. Then I'll then I'll go public with it, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> then by then you'll be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because then if you wanted to talk to my wife, uh, and then my wife tells me, hey, uh, Harish, Terence really wants to talk to you, I'm like, yeah. fuck him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Then you go to then public. Go public yeah. Then I'll be like, okay, lah. Okay, he tried, lah. Yeah, no tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go to public first, I think <laughs> even my wife will be, yo, Harish, Terence is an asshole. Yeah, like, okay? even with the best intentions, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like imagine if like you didn't announce the whole third nipple thing the last time on the podcast, right? Then, then you I, go and I tell. go public and yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy has a third nipple. Ha 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 ha. How weird. <laughs> then it's like, what the fuck? But because you've talked about it publicly, so I can go on and on about it if I wanted to, right? Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, correct, yeah correct. exactly. So so yeah. if you go and air not just my dirty laundry, but my third nipple also, yeah, yeah. then I'll be like, yo, Terrence, <laughs> you check with me first. <laughs> check with me, yeah. What a third nipple check with thing. me. So, yeah. So the, 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 the sad thing about this is like, I remember during the whole Raisa Khan saga, mm. was the first time that people... Or at least for me, like, I looked at WP, I'm like, oh shit, they're not as steady a ship as I thought. Like. Mm. Uh, it always felt like they were together, you know, like solid, like um, it, it's almost like weird why they don't have a bigger place in parliament. Yeah. Then when you see the cracks and as much as you can like Pritam Singh and all, yeah. when you see the whole nine hours or if you listen to our podcast, um, you can see like certain things he also said, I'm like, dude, um, how does that make sense? Mm. You know, mm. even to the layperson. Yeah. So when this comes up also, it feels like wow. It it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give the, the how you say uh, the assurance that things are all and well within the party mm, mm, 
Mm, uh, and yeah. that's what I feel like. I mean, the party expelling also, it feels like, oh, really, there was nothing else that could be done internally to sort this out first. Uh. Mm. Yeah, but like they, they said, well, you know, they had a mm. disciplinary committee that, that I think uh, Daniel Goh refused to meet with them and all that, right? Yeah. So maybe they tried to, maybe they tried to do the whole, like, let's make a yakun coffee. And he said, no, I don't want to, I'm not I eating kaya toast. Yeah. I don't want kaya toast. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cup-free diet or whatever. Then they're like, oh, what else can they do? Like, you know, <laughs> how else to get you out to, to talk? Yeah. yeah, because expelling expulsion just like that, quite all of a sudden is like, oh, it's quite, uh, quite, quite far down the line. La. Because you think about it, yeah, the idea of expulsion, it's, you could just like, not engage with the person anymore, right? I guess. Yeah. But the act of expelling is like, you're like, whatever this guy says from now on, I don't want to be associated. Yeah, I cannot with. be associated. La. So it's it's that kind of, it's that extreme a measure la, as opposed to just letting someone fade into the sunset. La. You know, okay, he said he's retiring from politics. He probably won't comment much. Even if he comments once or twice, it doesn't matter. Then you just let them ride off in the sunset. But when you expel them, it's like, you literally think that this person, whatever he says, could be a potential uh, threat, la, right? Yeah. To, to the image of the party. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's how serious a matter it is. La. It's not just a, oh, your membership has run out and, you know, if you don't if you don't spend $50 by, by this date, your, mem- you, your membership yeah, will be yeah. renewed. It's like, it's like kind of like giving uh, uh, or, or like giving or getting less work at, like, at your job Yeah. and then kind of you deciding, okay, you know, I'm done or like you yeah. being fired, la, you know? Yeah. Correct, you being correct, fired correct. is like, oh, it's it, it's it's just saying you you fucked up and yeah. you need to go lah. Yeah, and so, it's it's like quiet quitting versus like convening a disciplinary committee to look into what you did, that kind of thing like right? Yeah, very different. Yeah, mm. and I mean the sad thing is that the only things that we as lay people can latch on to is things that are recorded in public mm. There might be really good reasons why WP. Uh, has no choice but to expel him. Yeah, there re- might be really good reasons why any party would have no choice but to expel him. Mm. But we will never know, lah. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. And that's the thing about politics, which is always a bit dis disconcerting, lah. Uh, in the yeah. sense that you can understand why they can't disclose everything, but when you mm. don't disclose everything, then people talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then I mean, it just feels like you know another piece of news came out today is that four parties are probably going to form an alliance to contest in the next election. <laughs> yeah. And then the comments that you see people chattering online is like, oh wow, this is gonna be a clown show, you know. And it mm. just feels like, hey, fuck, guys, no, like the opposition is is an important part of Singapore politics. We need something that is credible and and legitimate, lah. Mm. Then mm. it just feels like Singapore politics is just drama after drama after drama. Mm. Mm. Right? There's right out. There's this. There's the four parties. Then even our next topic. Uh, so it just feels like, uh, I mean, granted that this is not like earth shattering news, lah. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because uh, I don't see that many people chatting about it, especially it was just before the long weekend. Yeah, yeah, correct. But what what do you think about the the idea of um, being allowed to question the leadership in public, la? Like, if you saw, do you like would you see this happening with uh, PAP, la, For example, no, I think PAP cannot. Uh. Cannot. I think I think PAP. Like the only times where you think that oh shit, there's some dirty laundry or something, they mm. always curb it. I think that's yeah. your superpower. Mm. The moment someone is going a bit wayward or there's getting some backlash, I remember like Ivan Lim, you know, when mm. he had all those things come out during the election, mm. within one week, boom, uh, yeah. thrown into the back. Yeah. You know, like just cut him off, move on. Uh, and I think that is the part that, 
you can argue that hey, where got transparency there? Yeah. But in the theatrics of politics, it mm. does make sense, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, don't know. Eh? Like, like this one, it's a, uh, it's not not good because mm. ultimately it just reflects that the party is, yeah, you know, to expel. I don't know how often people get expelled from political parties. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. We don't know the criteria, lah. Right? If there's a certain criteria they need to meet, like maybe like some uh, presence at meetings and stuff like that, also some KPI. Yeah, yeah I think got, definitely got because yeah, I know yeah, in yeah. Japan, Japanese Parliament there was a YouTuber oh, who yeah, recently yeah, got yeah, expelled yeah. for yeah. never turning up to a single Parliament yeah. session. Um, Correct, yeah. And then this is bringing back like memories of how like Raisakan, uh, who you know at one point was like the bastion of like the new age youth. Yeah. Yep. And then now it's like everything is just trickling over. It's like it it just like it was the it was the thing that exposed the crack. La. Yeah. But yeah. Mm, tough mm, situation. Mm, tough situation. Um, but speaking of uh airing dirty laundry in public, la, right? Yeah. Uh there's another politician in Singapore who's not just facing dirty laundry, but um she's facing uh racist and sexist uh abuse as well in some feedback that she's received from one of her Someone living in one of her constituencies, la. Mm. Uh, and what is who is this uh, politician? Uh, it's Sun Shwelling. Mm. Uh, and she got um, uh, uh she, uh, like I think less than twenty four hours ago. No, on third June, mm. she posted screenshots of a feedback letter that she yeah. got via email, mm. Granted, she kind of like blocked out the names, the name of the sender and any identifiable characteristic. Yeah. But she just kind of like said that um her her caption is there are ways to provide feedback and ways to provide feedback. Yeah. Uh, and with ways in air quotes la. I hope that as a society, we can try to be civil and not use bad language to get a point across. Mm. Uh, because the screenshot, literally you look at the two lists, right? It's to her. CC, uh, PM Lee, <laughs> HDB CEO, <laughs> feedback to LTA, uh, Lawrence Wong, Teo Chi Hen, and <laughs> basically saying stuff like, hi, sitting pretty and waiting for your electoral loss will be something to look forward to unless something changes here. Yeah. Uh, and goes Don't forget on. James Lim also. It's oh, also James, Lim, James also. Lim. James Lim of the opposition. James Lim, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> James Lim. Um, so certain quotes like, from the thing, you know, every night, mm. inclusive of weekends and holidays, the road between Pongo Way and Yusuf Ishak Secondary School has tipper trucks, cement truck, heavy duty truck with their noisy diesel engines, and those ex convict and Indian truckers who would leave their engines on without doing anything. Um, you know, fuck mm. shit road designed by HDB contractor that is both fatal to the pedestrian yeah. uh, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and hi, Jameis. <laughs> In the same email, as usual, please get a standby team to take over here due to the shitloads of nonsense here. Please make sure a Senkang miracle again. Mm. Already two state ministers are in the shitholes due to the ride-out saga. Yeah. So this is all publicly shared by Sun, Sun, uh, Sun Shueling. Like, I'm not, yeah. uh, we're not seeing anything that you can't find online. Yeah. Um and yeah like, it was just just a back and forth uh, yeah. about the quality of repairs on Pongo Way. Yeah, and so she's basically saying like, yes, you can share your feedback, but do you need to be so racist and or at least be so abusive, like, Right? Yeah, like, correct, which, correct. Uh, you know, you said like she didn't dox anybody because of the, all that, but one thing she really did, uh, was she she has listed all these emails of these people <laughs> that he cc'd. Which uh, kind of tells you that, yeah, if, you know, the message is maybe if you CC all these people, you will get a response faster. 
Cause it's PM Lee, it's Lawrence Wong, it's the oh, yeah, DBC, oh, James Lim <laughs> herself. Uh, you know, even SDP is also emailed in there. Uh, and I don't know all these people. Connie Chan from PMO and and, and the public, you know, someone from the PSD, Kam Yen Lo. So all the emails have all been out here. Oh shit! So if anything, true. Yeah, you're putting, you're giving these emails to the public to like, oh, if you want to go and complain about something and get a. A real response, you know, like these other people to CC. So yeah, no, because uh, yeah, like she has gone above and beyond the expectation. No, it's not yeah. even an email reply. She has yeah. posted about it on her Facebook and updated after and updated. What, so what in terms, of, yeah, in terms, like what you say, in terms of the playbook of getting not just an email response, yeah. a Facebook response yeah. from the minister, articles written about it. Yeah, this is 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 a success story. That's, the KPI has been met. <laughs> That's exactly what the, the person who wrote the email oh wanted. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. I'm sure the person who wrote the email must be damn happy at this. La. Yeah. You get your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. You uh, got your you, problems <laughs> resolved. <laughs> and you think now Sun Shui Ling is going to sit down and not resolve the problems? Yeah. Yeah. PM Lee CC it, bro. <laughs> not that you can't find these people's emails out there. It's just that now they're all in one place. Like if you really wanted to send an angry email, oh my God. who to send it to? That is yeah, true. So, so that's the that's a thread between both articles, uh, Like on two sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, one redacted yeah. everything. <laughs> this side, this one, one included everything. Include everything. <laughs> and you redact the name of the sender. Yeah. Which yeah. to the sender is great. You're like, you yeah, block yeah. my name. Protect him. <laughs> and you just put everyone's emails out there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Yeah. Oh shit. But I guess that yeah, that's uh Little little nugget that I only just realized when I saw the whole list of <laughs> the people. The list of emails. There's like some random HDB digital parking email that I don't even know what is that about. And uh, yeah, even LTA underscore CE. I don't know what's that either. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So all these people probably like, damn it, why am I why my emails? Why is my email there? I don't want to be CC'd every single like angry racist email to you, you know. Soon they're going to be on some spam list or so because anyone who runs like a spam network, oh, yeah, you'll easily. just be sending this and then yeah. like they'll just be getting like a um, a whole bunch of different e- yeah. emails. Oh my yeah. God. You know, we've had a kind of laugh about this email, but uh, what, what do you think uh, about this, about her response? La? I think the email, we can all agree, yeah, la, it is very, uh, in some ways, very nastily worded, right? Mm. Uh, like like a very angry Karen would, would probably be scolding uh, public government officials. Yeah. But what do you think about her response in terms of like, you know, uh, yeah, asking people to be more civil in their their giving of feedback and all that. Um, uh, my initial thought was like, sorry lah, this comes with a job lah, you know. Mm. But mm. I think it is never a bad idea to you know like ask for people to be more compassionate and civil. Mm. So I would still agree with what she's saying. Mm. Not just just not how she said it, mm. and how she went about saying it. How she said, like like you know, just posting like this email thing, like all the emails <laughs> online. You just block out the emails because I think you, if you want to show an example, mm. yeah. But even then, uh, like like what about you? Um, I mean, ultimately, it's an email, right? Yeah. So. You know, even we, on our little podcast as well, we get like people also angry with us and 
putting comments and, and you know, scolding us or making fun of us or how we look and things like that. So, and it just sort of comes with the territory. Lo. And yeah. uh, in some way, there must... Okay, la, this person, yeah, la, he's not very nice and everything, or he or she is not very nice. But I think they are also probably very frustrated with something going on within the constituency. And uh, in some ways, yeah, I also don't... I mean, I don't like the way the message was delivered, obviously, but uh, if I'm the, you know, the MP in charge of the constituency and I get angry emails like that, yeah, um, is my first inclination to, to you know, post the email and, and sort of shame the, the person who emailed. So uh, that, that's just something to think about, lah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Especially if that's your job, like, right? that's your job to serve these constituents, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, the more you see also, the more it feels like this is just going to inspire more people to email like this, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, first of all, aside from just putting all the emails, it got a response. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, it's not enviable a position to be getting these emails like yeah. uh, often, la, but at the same time... Yeah. That's why Joe Rogan says, like, never ever engage with these trolls, la, right? Never ever respond to these people trying to troll you on social media. Yeah. Right. If you, yeah, if you read it, fine, but don't go and engage with them because there's no way that you can win either, right? You always end up in a losing position. Uh. And I know he said whenever he tweets and posts online, he doesn't look at the comments, uh, he just yeah. tweets and posts. But as a, for, as you're a minister, it's different. Uh. Correct. Uh. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, okay, so it goes about the same thing, uh. you know, like when uh, you see a lot of signs saying bus captains, you know, nurses, doctors, nobody deserves abuse. Yeah. So yeah. why why should ministers not also uh, have that same kind of mantra? This is abuse, right? This is textual, this is email abuse, no? It is, and there are racist and, and sexist uh, undertones, yeah. overtones to the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but like what you said, it's, uh, it could encourage more copycats as opposed to to the, the reverse effect of being, uh, asking to people to be more civil, right? Yeah. So to me, it's like, that's where posting the whole thing uh, doesn't really help the conversation either. Uh, you know, uh, if, if anything is just privately address the person and tell that person not to, you know, there are ways to give feedback and ways to give feedback, right? Yeah. Uh, rather than uh, give them the, you give them this, infamy that they are that's precisely what they're looking for right to to rile you up so that you make some kind of response such that you have a reaction yeah exactly right. because because the 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 thing is it's also like they did respond to the email right mm, mm, right yeah. so it it almost feels like it, yeah after you say it the more we talk about it the more it's like you are basically saying that if someone abuses you to this extent, you will respond. Yeah, and respond just because, fast. Just yeah. because it's so abusive. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't see the real point of what she doing. Whether it's, okay, if you want people to be more polite, you don't do it by, like, you know, like highlighting one of the bad examples, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's I didn't really see the whole point of posting this thing. I, I, as in, I feel that it would have the reverse effect, if anything. Surprising, uh. like like people in the public space. I mean, I'm sure she has a PR team. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she has a a team kind of advising her this. This was posted at oh at seven a.m. She posted this at seven a.m. Um, maybe just woke up, Lord, and it's like, wow, this is the first email that you see in your inbox. Then you do, no? You just like quickly just post, and then 
I haven't checked if your team is 7 a.m. Yeah. Before going office, she's like, you know what? Fuck this shit, you know? Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get it out. Entitled this entitled people like, writing uh. these emails. So yeah, I mean, probably should have you know, redacted the emails of everybody. No, before. even like whether this sort of emails because it's one of those things, right? You you give the things attention. Yeah. Give, then then it's almost like making people aware of this. There were a few articles that were written about it. Mm. Uh, of course, a lot of support on her page, but you also see people, if you just click the shares mm. on her Facebook page, some people are saying like, um, yeah, like well, why why is there a need to share this sort of email? Mm. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. Is there a need to share this sort of email? Is there a need? But that's one aspect of politics which might also be the thing, like, you know, like I think a few weeks ago we did one podcast talking about um the the MPs in Parliament. Mm. And there were a lot who we or like people on the street may not be aware of. Yeah. Either they don't ask questions in Parliament yeah. or they don't really post a lot of stuff online. Yeah. By right, doing right. this She's staying in your your top of mind, no, Terence. Correct, correct, yeah. When there was is. the last time you heard Sun Shui Ling come in the news? Uh, I think she did some TikTok dance on the SCDF page or something. Like so that. that's her two latest things in your memory, lah. <laughs> TikTok dance and this angry email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but to your point, yeah, some people were commenting. I'm not siding with the person who sent an email, but I I feel his or her frustrations. It might be that their earlier feedback and complaints have fallen on deaf ears to the point they have resorted to this to get your, your attention on these issues. Like, and right? it did. It worked. Yeah. Sometimes when we write nicely, we'll just get a template SOP reply of we're looking to it and case closed. Instead of trying to shame the person, maybe take the high ground, acknowledge the effort to provide feedback and get to work on issues raised and show actions done to address it. Uh, and then, yeah, she goes on, right? So this is uh, a comment from, yeah, I won't name the person, but on a comment on Sun Shelling's Facebook and Sun Shelling herself then responds thank you see update on follow up action and she links to you know, the follow up actions done to this mm. right so I think she probably was getting some like of these kind of comments of like why why, why even share this but why then, don't you just work on it yeah. but then you know you see influencers and content creators also talk about the abuse they get online mm-hmm. and that one is acceptable when, people, when they talk about it and there's a lot more compassion towards them is it mm. just because she's a minister that people are less compassionate? Probably. I mean, not mini- yeah, minister and, I mean, it is part of the job scope to look after your constituency. Oh, she's not a minister. She's an MP okay, for Pongo West but, SMC. Yeah, like, it's still part of your promise and your job scope to look after the, your constituents. Yeah. And your constituent is, yeah, like, uh, expressing their frustration with, with certain things in your in your constituency, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I can understand why there, there's a a bit less. Whereas influencers, you know, they're, they're there to, you know, just put, they put themselves out there, right? Their lives out there. But mm. doesn't mean that they are, uh, if you don't like them, that, that they owe you something, you know? You mm. can just not follow them, right? Mm. But your MP is your MP taking care of your constituency, of your physical space and everything. Mm. So there is, I think there is some expectation that they, they should reply or at least like acknowledge your concerns. Uh. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Correct. That is true. Uh. Yeah. Interesting. But Harish, how you feel? They say, don't use bad language to get a point across. I know you have views about using vulgarities and bad language. Uh. Which is what, Terence? Please enlighten me, Terence. No, you always, uh, I think I, I quote, if I paraphrase what you say, you always say, uh, sometimes when you use vulgarities, it makes you feel edgy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 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 
I'm not saying it makes you say edgy, makes you feel edgy. I'm just saying uh-huh. that sometimes uh-huh. a swear word can communicate a multitude of emotions much uh-huh. more than just uh, saying it as it is. La. That means uh, a swear word can communicate emotions that normal words can't, la, is it? In some way, yes. Okay, okay. In some way, yes. Of course, you don't want to overuse it, uh-huh. right? Uh but, but there are ways to communicate without using the swear words or so, like, right? But sometimes the swear word just adds adds a, a, a edge, a, a, an not an edge, edge. <laughs> adds a adds a qualitative feel to it. Uh. Like uh, you just uh. immediately know, like, oh, it, it's it's swear word level, uh. it's swear word level. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you also use swear words once in a while. I do. I do. I do. So then yeah. why 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 do you use it sometimes? Why do you not? Um, convenient lah. Convenient. Like because, you said. Yeah. It, uh, sometimes emotions are immediately more palpable when you use mm. a swear word as opposed to ah I'm so angry about this issue I, yeah. I feel like smashing the table right and yeah as opposed to just saying fuck you know yeah, something yeah. you know exactly so it's almost like just another word that just happens to be taboo la. right mm. you can say I'm extremely angry uh, or you say I'm fucking angry it's mm. like uh, just another level la. yeah yeah but yeah. so also you feel that as a society we should try to be off civil and not use bad language to get a point across. Did she, she say that specifically, not use bad language? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the her Facebook post. Mm, correct, correct. Not you, use you, bad language. You agree with her. But even then, right, like his bad language, objectively, he used the F word once. Mm-hmm. Okay, he used shit like, a few times. Mm-hmm. Um But shit also isn't a is it that bad a word? Okay, he used shit and shit loads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, it's one of those things like uh, you you living in so idealistic a world that you hope people don't use uh, bad words to get a point across, is it? Mm. Then it's one of those mm. things you're wishing for something that will never happen. And I'm sure people read her thing. Oh, don't use bad words. First response was like, shut the whatever up, la. You mm-hmm. know. Maybe it, yeah yeah. It's I mean I don't know. Maybe we are we're older so our generation is like oh bad words are just bad words but you know in, to younger people today like uh, I think Tristan can attest yeah yeah, it's abusive la. it's abusive how he rolls his eyes like, whenever we swear is it uh, yeah you know as opposed to <laughs> yeah he just said he doesn't do that Tristan just said I don't do that I don't do that uh, but let's say we use more like Gen Z kind of words in a post like that like, you know like uh-huh. in an email like that you know the equipment, uh, all the all the upgrades that you are doing to the block so janky, and uh, it makes me want to eat out of this yeah. constituency. <laughs> like, how, how, like that, that's, trust us, the renovations will be lit, lit, <laughs> will be lit, bro, will be lit. Yeah, that's the thing. It's harder to understand, lah. Right when you, yeah. okay, now now Tristan, <laughs> now Tristan is rolling his eyes. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, but that's where maybe swear words in some sense it's more universally understood. By yeah. people to express frustration it's compared more, to like if you use Gen Y like uh, Gen Z language, uh, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, and and basically like the the even for the older generations, right? If you use swear words, uh, it, it just strikes a nerve, lah. Mm, you know, mm, like if this guy didn't use the bad words, would would Sun Sri Ling have responded? Yeah, which is one yeah. of those things you are countering your own argument. You say do not use bad language to get a point across. The guy used bad language to get a point across. Mm, mm. The point was gotten across to you. Because of the bad language. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, what do you call it? A moral hazard in some sense. You're encouraging that kind of behavior when you say that, when, by, by, by highlighting it. You know? It's reverse, uh, yeah. reverse, reverse, um, 
Reverse advice. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> uh, oh, well, society. Actually, but the interesting thing now is like, uh, would all the opposition parties CC in this email? Would they respond to the email? Uh? Like SDP, uh, James Lim, like what will he respond to this email? You know? Mm. Yeah. We'll I, I, I think they will probably get an influx of emails. Uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the people, yeah. they're like, all ah, people. shit, you know, just, just got a bunch of emails right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool, but, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool, soon chilling. Cool. You know, cool. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I think maybe uh, her, she should check with her team like, about cross-posting, especially when you're screenshotting stuff and putting it online, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always always cross-check with your team like if it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, cool. that's our million-dollar uh, PR advice. Uh, but yeah, on to happier things. Uh, where we do highlight, uh, you know, short comments that also come through to us. Uh, so it's not always about the negative stuff, like, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. So what is your, your short comment? Uh, my one short comment was a picture uploaded by a long-time Redditor, but then Ho. Mm. Uh, admittedly, she clarified that uh, the picture was a CNA picture, mm. uh, but basically it was a picture of the carrot cake uh, a meal served by Singapore Airlines, which is what she took from her on a flight from Singapore to Switzerland. Yeah, and. Well, like he got a lot of like impressions as a as a post even on our Reddit, like fucking ten thousand five hundred views, mm. a bunch of comments, and and I think yeah, just just food, uh, food posts, especially Singapore Airlines food will always get a lot of traction, mm. But uh, I just thought it was interesting in the sense of how how engaged people were, yeah. And the picture of the carrot cake, it, it really does look quite nice, lah. Wow. Nice. Uh, it does look yeah, quite nice. I, saw, I also was counting the number of prawns in it. Uh. Yeah, it really and there's is. a grand total of 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. At least 19. 14 prawns visible. Yeah, yeah. I think someone counted 19 or something. Oh, 19. Uh. Yeah, which is pretty insane considering the size of the plate. 19 prawns. Uh. It did oh. make me yeah want to eat carrot cake uh, over the weekend or so. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. eh. Okay, but what about you, man? Uh, My one short comment is from uh, YouTube. Someone responding to our our episode uh four zero two yeah stricter enforcement trade return um this is from Stizel or Stizel I'm not very sure I'm new here just a few podcasts old oh welcome to the Yellowbird family mm. uh, great job and very frank and engaging however it will be better if more research is being shared for example <laughs> NEA has been trying different means to incentivize the return of trades for years the lucky draws etc but it seems like punitive measures are still needed. It was actually quite entertaining, the podcast. Lah. It was actually quite entertaining and I would listen during my commutes, but I would appreciate more accuracy. Just my thoughts. Oh. Yeah. So, you see, no vulgarities at all. And uh, yeah, we're highlighting highlighting the very nice feedback. Lah. Oh, I see, I see. More research, Harish. Why are you not doing more research? But if someone said, I think you don't need to put in more fucking research. Yeah. Terence, wouldn't you feel more compelled to like, oh, okay, I think we need to do more research. So then, then that's the part of it. Should I talk about this on my one show? Oh, that's right. Because uh, yeah, you know, then you are incentivizing bad behavior. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Whereas it was very clean, PG-friendly yeah. uh, uh, comment. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 you know, yeah, it's feedback and we don't have to get all defensive about it. So that means yeah. Sun Shui what she could have done is found a feedback email that is actually more civil uh, and saying here is a positive example uh, of how to send an email. I have received yeah. many opposite emails yeah. uh, which I will not give the light of day yeah. but just saying that for those people who want to send here, you will get a response. Yes, yes, correct. 
Ah, uh, this see. is what we did with, yeah. Nice. But yeah, so, yeah, uh, you know, Harish, I think we need to do better research. Or at least, at least, I, I think maybe, uh, I, I think what this person, because this person is, uh, Stizel, is probably new to the podcast. Mm. And uh, you'll be quite shocked at the frequency at which we talk about new topics as well, like, right? Mm. So we do do our, we try to do our research as much as, po- as much as possible. But that's where the subreddit community comes in, like, right? Where, People do come and uh, point out the blind spots in what we talk about or yeah. give us an a insider's perspective. For example, the person who came and talked about what living in one of the or renting one of those black and white houses, colonial houses, what actually was yeah, actually like, correct, correct. which is super insightful for the two of us who, you know, I don't think, I'm not sure if you stepped in one. I've never stepped in one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that was interesting. That was yeah, interesting. Yeah. So we do get perspectives like that. And that's where the community, you know, feeds back to us and we feed back to the community. And it's like this uh, beautiful cycle. Yeah. That goes on. The beautiful cycle of knowledge. Yes. Yes. Beautiful cycle of knowledge. But yeah, uh, we also talk about uh, one shock things that, yes. that have come to us. And yeah. what is your one shock thing this we- weekend? Uh, one shock thing was an article mm. shared by a very good friend who has also been listening to the podcast quite a bit mm. uh, and football fan as well. Mm. The title of the article is I Can Do Everything But Be Humble. Eric Cantona on his surprise new music career. Mm. So if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and and watched uh, British football, you would have known of this player, Eric Cantona, mm. uh, who played for Leeds. Uh, led them to uh, 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 a champion, uh, like winning the title before moving to Menu and winning like five titles before mm. retiring at the age of 60, uh, 30. Yeah. So he was one of those players who had so much persona, right? He would play with a popped collar uh, and just be so much arrogance and swagger, right? That you couldn't yeah. help but love him. Like. He also got famous yeah. for Kung Fu kicking a fan. Like. Yep. So this article just talks about him who, uh, I think he's 60 now. Mm. He retired mm. from football at the highest level at 30. Yeah. Then he went into acting. And now I think he has like 30 movies under his belt. Mm. Um, and now he's releasing a, uh, uh, his own album, musical album, which and the yeah. music apparently is not bad. I haven't listened to the song yet. Mm-hmm. The songs yet. But the way the article is written, it really talks about uh, his persona and sheds light on his approach to like uh, um, life. Yeah. And you know like how you have people like Ronaldo wanting to max out his playing years as much as he can. Yeah, Eric Cantona is almost some someone like, you know, I had this phase of life, Yeah, football, uh, it has ended and I'm mm. moving on to another love of mine, acting. Mm. And apparently he's always loved music and now he's doing music. Mm. Mm. Of course you can say with all the money he made from football, of course he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But I just found it like a very, very, very nice article. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, and I don't know, it's like, uh, you know, nowadays when you see footballers and uh, celebrities in general, there's, you can see sometimes when they, you know they are posting what they should post to be brand friendly, you know. Yeah. Eric Cantona just felt like, who, who's like a modern day Eric Cantona who just does whatever he wants in his own style, is not afraid of controversy, mm. but he owns it lah. A bit of a Zlatan. Zlatan, uh, who has also just announced his retirement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the tagline is football has retired from <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. So it was just a very nicely written uh, written article which brought back a lot of memories about Eric Antona. Mm, so, yeah. so... And he yeah. was someone who retired a lot earlier than... than 30 lah. Yeah. At the, at the age of 30. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, as in, 
he wasn't like he, it felt like he could have had many more years in yeah. his prime, but he just chose to walk away. And he never succeeded on the international sphere that much, lah. Yeah, he quarrelled with, with France, the, yeah, the with French Bates coach and, and everything, right? Yeah. yeah, but at Menu, he was the king, King yeah, Cantona. It was, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what about you, man? Uh, my one short thing is this YouTube video by a YouTuber who is not, you know, like not massive. Like she's twenty thousand, twenty one thousand subscribers now. It's her name is Angel Sue HSU. Apparently, she's a Taiwanese uh, YouTuber who seems to have either moved to Singapore or converted to Singapore citizenship. Lah. And she just posted a video a day ago, which is getting quite a bit of buzz on- online. It's called, I ate at 100 chicken rice stalls and sent them to the lab. And what, what exactly what the title suggests, she ate like 100 chicken rice stalls in Singapore and tested them for the taste, obviously, like any, any like travel, uh, like any food what? show. And she also brought the chickens to be tested, uh, every chicken to be tested for E. coli. And so she actually, it's a 10 minute video she puts out there. uh, And she actually provides the spreadsheet for you to actually check out the list of uh, all, every single store, her ratings for every single store and the amount of E. coli bacteria that she found in it. What made her want to do that? Uh, She's, I think she's been doing this for a while, a couple of years already. In fact, 2021, she had a viral video where she took uh, chicken to the, you know, the hot springs in Singapore. Yeah. to try cooking the chicken sous vide there. And uh, I think Ooh. it went a little bit viral. Like I think it's over 150,000 views on, on YouTube and all. And so this is probably the follow-up lah, where she really has done as comprehensive as possible a test, taste test across 100 different chicken rices in Singapore. And uh, yeah, from, from what I'm understanding is now she's doing her videos in English probably to, to reach a bigger audience in Singapore and, and you know, the English-speaking audience on YouTube. Wow. So yeah, it's uh there's quite a bit of buzz. I think a lot of people are reading, uh, watching the video, but also checking out the spreadsheet, which is fucking. You open it up. There's literally a tab. Like Harish, you, I think you, you like totally like or have an orgasm when you look at the spreadsheet. <laughs> she gives like very specific steps on how to use the spreadsheet and what the color coding means and what you can do to, you know, like really look at how, uh, you know, you can arrange everything by how expensive it is, cost per gram of chicken. Oh, shit. Like she brings a weighing scale. But did she talk about the taste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She rates every, the taste of every single one. She gives the cameraman, she has the cameraman's rating for the taste of the chicken as well. She weighs every, how much chicken is given and gives you the cost per gram of chicken. Oh my God. And she God. talks about the texture of the rice, you know, vis-a-vis the, the chicken and the chili oh as well. Oh my God. So, I mean, if you really want to deep dive into it, yeah, she, and she, yeah, she highlights the top four Chickens, I, chicken rices she finds it. I think Singapore. I saw one article saying I spent $5,000 to testing mm. the, 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 the food or something. This is the one, like, is it? Yeah, 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 it's the same one, yeah. Oh my God. So, but that list really does sound like it's a much needed list. Like. It's a much needed Not about list. the E. coli, like, yeah. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> it's I mean, just about the the taste of the, the ranking of chicken rice. But you think about the E. coli thing, it really stems from uh, the food handlers and all that. True, like, okay, I wouldn't say I don't give a shit. You but, wash your hands after you poop, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Right? Because yeah. there are some, there are a couple of outliers of where there's really a lot. Like, what is it? Yeah, there's really a lot. And you might want to think about whether you want to go there. Yeah. Uh, mm. Some of the chicken is not heated up when you eat it, right? Exactly. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I take that back. Like, as long as I don't give a shit about the yeah. E. coli. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> I give more shit about the the taste test. Correct, correct, correct. So, yeah. 100 chicken rice Whoa. across Singapore. Oh, Kudos to her. I mean, because you think about food reviews on YouTube and all, 
They always say, oh, it's so tasty, so yeah, nice. Oh, I yeah, love to okay, come okay. here. Five stars, two thumbs up. But this one, she like literally, you can see it. She brings a weighing scale with her as she eats the chicken, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. crazy, man. Wow, cool, man. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, wow, awesome. awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, that's the first podcast of the week. Mm. Um, thank you all for listening, as always, yes. and we'll talk to y'all soon.